our Savior, and our God. We come to bless you. We come to praise you, Lord. We come to lift you up. We come to glorify you. Hallelujah. For you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Your name is to be praised in the all the earth. You are King of kings. And Lord of lords. Host of hope and the Holy Ghost. We bless you now. For this privilege to be in this place. That has been hallowed and sanctified. By your spirit. And the presence of your people. In whom your spirit abides. We thank you Jesus. For all that our ears have heard. We thank you Lord for what our hearts. Are feeling right now. Thank you for your presence, hallelujah. Lord, we ask that you would bless us tonight. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We rebuke the hand of Satan right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, Lord, give us victory tonight. Victory over the powers of the enemy. We war against the enemy tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Jesus. Anoint us, O oh God. From the crown of our head right down to the sole and the base of our feet. Anoint us and use us for your glory. Have your way tonight. Let our ears be open to your word and your voice. Let our souls bless you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In your holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Won't you put your hands together? David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. You may be seated at this time in the name of the Lord. We just thank the Lord about it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we are going to ask the Lord to do something for us tonight. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 10. I want to read the first 14 verses. We take a thought. The Bible says, now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it as he had done to Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men thereof were mighty. 
Wherefore, Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hoham, king of Hebron, and unto Piram, king of Jarmuth, and unto Japia, king of Lachish, and unto Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up unto me and help me, that we may smite Gideon. For it hath made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their host, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Haran and smote them to Azekah and unto Mekadah. And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Haran, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. There were much there were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. And thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed. Until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven. And hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. 
For the Lord fought for Israel. You may be seated. I'd like to use for a thought tonight, Lord, I need a miracle. Lord, I need a miracle. Miracles are an intervention by God into the natural course of events in a way that is observable. And a true miracle is beyond the power of uh, any person to perform alone. The Lord God has to be involved. Now, sometimes God incorporates nature in the operation of miracles as seen here in our scripture text. And we also have evidence in the scripture that he uses animals. How about Balaam's donkey? How about that cock that crowed at Jesus' trial? Such events demonstrate God's immediate and special action within the sphere of nature, but not according to nature's usual order. He has also used supernatural phenomenon beyond our ability to explain. In the eighth chapter, I believe it is, of the book of Acts, we read where the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away and took him from where he was. Now, miracles don't challenge the faith of true believers in Christ Jesus. What I mean is that true believers feel no need to explain a miracle in scientific terms, especially to unbelievers. True believers in Christ Jesus expect their God to be greater in every way than they are. Otherwise, how could he do more than they are able to ask or to think? True believers accept that miracles testify to God's transcendence. Transcendence, that's the word we use to communicate the idea that God Almighty is exalted above his creation. And since he is creator, he is free to act upon or within nature as it pleases him. His transcendence should not be misinterpreted as his being so separate from his creation that he does not intervene or interrupt what is going on in the world. You see, this is the mistake that the religious scholars and the deists make. They assume that God is like the watchmaker that makes timepieces, sets them in motion, and then lets them play out without intervention. These people forget that in addition to God being transcendent, he is also imminent. Now, by imminent, I mean that he is inherently involved in his creation. He does not intervene in every action in the world. 
But because he is omnipresent, that means he fills all space and all time. It is in him, the Bible said, that we live and move and have our being. True believers know according to the scripture and from personal experience that there are times that God intervenes in the course of human history to bring about his sovereign will and to offer providential care for with God nothing shall be impossible. And so what I want you to understand this evening is that Jesus Christ is a miracle working God. And that we need not feel apprehension about calling upon him to bring to pass things we need done that are impossible for us to do. We are limited. He is unlimited. We are natural. He is supernatural. He is transcendent. There are times we need him to operate outside the natural order of things to help us. We need him to work miracles. Maybe there's somebody in here tonight that needs something from the Lord. Something that they are powerless to do for themselves. If you're here tonight and maybe you need a miracle, I want you to lift your hands to, the, to heaven tonight and say, Lord, I need a miracle. You need to say it like you mean it. Lift your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, Lord I, need I need a miracle. Now, our text contains one of the greatest phenomenon in scripture. The course of the heavenly bodies were altered because God hearkened to the voice of a man. Joshua was that man. Joshua needed a miracle. You see, as the scriptures tell us, the king of Gibeon called upon Joshua to help him fight against the kings of the Amorites. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. These kings had formed a confederacy, an alliance to try to defeat the Gibeonites, lest they help Joshua and the Israelites to destroy them. So even though Joshua had been deceived into making a league with Gibeon, he honored his word and he marshaled his troops to fight against the five kings and their armies. And the Lord told Joshua not to fear, for he had delivered his enemies into his hand and that he would intervene and fight for them. How many know the Lord will help fight your battle? How many know that the Lord will fight your battles for you? Hallelujah. The Lord used nature by way of a great hailstorm to destroy more of Israel's enemies than Joshua could kill with the edge of the sword. So Joshua was pursuing those who were left alive so that he could intercept them before they reached their fortified cities. And, uh, and this would allow them to regroup and to wage war against him again. And uh, the clock was ticking and time was running out. Joshua knew that he wouldn't have enough daylight left to finish his task. So he looked to the heavens and he spoke to the Lord and said, Lord, I need a miracle. 
Then he spoke this outlandish request aloud. You know what amazes me in these last days that we are afraid to speak. We're afraid to speak out loud the things we want done. We're afraid to speak aloud the things, amen, that the Lord can do for us. We're afraid to speak aloud and use the power that the Lord gave us when he gave us the Holy Ghost. Joshua needed something done that he could not do. He needed something that his armed forces could not perform. What he needed was a stop in time. So he looked up toward the heavens and he shouted, Son, stand still upon Gibeon. And moon, stand still in the valley of Agilon. And the Bible says that the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Now when we read the scriptures, amen, we always find there are scoffers in the land. There are scoffers who do not believe the word of the Lord. And unbelievers scoff at this particular biblical narrative. Declaring that these kind of stories about God's intervention in human history, amen, to change the natural order of things, amen, uh, are proof that the Bible is uh, full of these kind of mythical, impossible legends. Uh, but stories of a longer day in the history of the world, amen, are told in the historical annals of great civilizations. Civilizations like the Egyptians, civilizations like the Chinese, civilizations like the Hindus, the Incas of Peru, and the Aztecs of Mexico. Uh, uh, and then uh, I'm to understand, amen, that there was an astronomer at Yale University, amen, who while researching discovered that the earth was 24 days out of schedule. Uh, 24 hours missing that could not be accounted for. Uh, and when he published his findings, he was challenged by a colleague who happened to be a professor at Yale, whose research conceded that the earth was indeed uh, off schedule. He said, but it's only off schedule 23 hours and 20 minutes, not Joshua's mythical day. Therefore, this was the evidence this challenging professor needed so he could join the chorus of other secular uh, scholars in determining that the scriptures are not true. However, the astronomer, amen, rather than lift up his hand and give up, decided to go back to the word of the Lord. And as he began to search the scriptures again, praise God, amen, hallelujah, looking to try to figure out this apparent discrepancy, amen, what he found was that the Bible said it was about a whole day, amen, so the scriptures acknowledged that Joshua's day wasn't a full 24 hours. Uh, but the astronomer didn't stop there. He kept on reading until he got to the book of Isaiah. And he read about how the Lord lengthened King Hezekiah's life about 15 years. Uh, and to accomplish this, the Bible said that God turned the shadow of the sundial back 10 degrees. Now 10 degrees on the sundial equates to 40 minutes. 
Hallelujah. Equates to 20 minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 40 minutes on the face of the clock. And, and, and when we add the 23 hours and 20 minutes of Joshua's day, and we take the 40 minutes, amen, amen, that God turned the sundown back in Hezekiah's day, and we put it all together, we have our 24 hours. Hezekiah's day, praise God, amen, made up that 24 hours. And when this other professor, amen, who said that the Bible was a myth, heard these results, he bowed his head in worship and declared, Lord, I believe. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Now listen, let me tell you something. If God could slow down the revolution of the earth around the sun, such that one day equaled 48 hours rather than 24 hours, why can't he help you by working a miracle for you? Praise the Lord. I don't know tonight, amen, what you're going through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What's happening in your life, amen, what's happening that's beyond your natural ability to solve. But I know, praise the Lord, hallelujah, God, uh, if you serve him, he can do all things. Uh, for the Bible tells me in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 37, that for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Praise the Lord. I God. Amen. We need to come to the realization that the Lord can do more than we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Time for the apostolic saints of God to understand that you don't have to walk around life broken down. Praise God. Hallelujah. In trouble all the time. Amen. Can't figure out what to do or which way to go or how to go to come. Praise the Lord. First of all, you've got to realize that Jesus Christ is our victory. Amen. Did not the Apostle Paul say, thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to have an expectation, amen, that the Lord is going to work everything out all right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We realize that the Bible says to us, for we know that all things work together for good to them who are the called according to his purpose. We ought to realize that some way, somehow, the Lord's going to intervene, amen, in the course of our life and he's going to work everything out to our benefit. Amen. Sometimes you may have to cry while you're going through your tests or your trial. But you got to remember what the psalmist said when he said, weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning hallelujah you've got to realize because I'm a child of the king I need to have a hopeful outlook amen praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord amen sometimes we pray and because things don't happen in a snap of a finger we get up praise God hallelujah and figure well it's just not for us but but there's something called importuning. Sometimes you just 
just got to stay there. Uh, hallelujah. And make your request known before the Lord. Uh, it's not that God doesn't hear your prayer. Uh, amen. But the powers of darkness are fighting against the saints. Uh, praise God. And the devil is coming from every angle he can uh, to try to crimp us, to try to press us down, uh, to try to depress us, uh, and to try to destroy us. Uh, uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, well, I'm so glad, uh, amen, that we don't have to worry about testifying about what the devil's doing uh, because we serve a God that is able to do anything. Uh, is that all right? Uh, Therefore, praise God, amen, we need to pray, amen, earnestly. Maybe you got to lay down on your belly with your face in the floor, but pray anyhow. Maybe you got to stay down there longer than five or ten minutes, longer than an hour or two hours, but keep on praying. Hallelujah. Even if tomorrow it doesn't look like things are getting better, keep on praying. You know the enemy is fighting against you, amen praise God but no weapon that is formed against you can prosper the Lord's going to bless you after a while let me tell you according to the 12th chapter of the book of Daniel that God heard your prayer when you prayed it the first time and he sent help from the sanctuary to deliver you to help you to turn your situation around hallelujah but those demons of darkness are fighting against you uh, but you need to rebuke the devil you need to say Satan the Lord rebuke you get out of my way you can't stop me I'm a child of the king I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul hallelujah I'm determined by the grace of God that I'm going to press on I'm going to fight on until the victory is won Praise the Lord. I'm going to put you under my foot. Just like later on. Praise God. Joshua got those kings. And put them under his foot. You got to make up your mind. No matter what the devil's doing. I'm going to get him under my foot. That's where the devil belongs. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's where the devil belongs. That's where demons belong. Under your foot. Hallelujah. You got to pick up your foot sometime and tell the devil, get where you belong. You belong under my foot. You can't triumph. You lost at the cross. Oh, yes, you did. When the blood of Jesus was shed for me, that blood that sanctifies, that blood that cleanses, that blood that atones for me, that blood that washed me, whiter than snow, Praise the Lord God Almighty. You can't resist the blood. Somebody said, why do we plead the blood of Jesus? Because the demons of darkness, the devil himself knows that he can't stand against the blood. Somebody said, the blood prevails. The blood of the risen Lord has got power to save. Is doing it right now. Let the church say amen. The blood will wash you. The blood will cleanse you. The blood will sanctify you. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Shall thank God for the blood of 
Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That devil knows it was the blood that liberated you, that cleansed you, he accuses you. But thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Even if you should go wrong, the Bible said, if we confess our sin, the Lord is faithful and just to cleanse us and to forgive us from our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How will we cleanse? By the blood of Jesus. Lift your hands and shout, yeah. So I don't care tonight what you're going through. If you need a miracle, the Lord is able to perform it right now. All you got to do is say, Lord, I need, I need a miracle. Let me tell you about my circumstance. Let me tell you about my situation. Sometime when you pray, you've got to go into your secret closet and tell the Lord all about it. Hallelujah. Tell him what's going on. Tell him what the devil's doing. Tell him what people are doing against you. Tell him all about it and say, Lord, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I can't solve the problem all by myself. I can't rectify the situation all by myself. That devil with his bad breath is breathing on me. But oh Lord, oh Lord, I need a miracle. I want you to do for me what I can't do for myself. I want you to work in my house. I want you to work on my job. I want you to work in the church. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. And the Lord that sits high and looks low who sees all you do and hears all you say will do something special for you. Hallelujah. If he can stop the sun, he can heal your body. If he can stop the moon, he can save your soul. If he can give Joshua a whole day, praise the Lord that he can do something for you. If he can back up time for Hezekiah, he can do something for you. All you got to do is ask and it shall be given you. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to ask for what you need. If you ask, it shall, it shall, it shall be given you. Shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah. Oh Lord, the Lord's going to do it for you. I don't care how high the 
the mountain is, how deep that valley may be, we serve a God that is able. That's why Paul said, now under him that is able to do it seating abundantly above all that you are able to ask or think according to the power. What power is that? Holy Ghost power. What power is that? Faith in God. Hallelujah. According to the power that worketh in you. God is able. 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 Nothing is too hard for him. Lift your hand and shout yeah. Lord, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Now let me tell you something. The Lord wants to do more for us. But he wants us to glorify him. We can't take the credit. We can't use a personal pronoun, I, I, I. We have to give the glory to Jesus. Why do you want to be delivered? You want to give the glory to Jesus. If the Lord touch your body and heal you, you want to give the glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. He can come in and save your soul and transform your whole being. You ought to stand up and testify and give the glory to the Lord. Praise God. We got to give him glory. We got to bless his name. We've got to praise him like never before. Hallelujah. If you give him the glory, he'll bless you. Y'all don't believe me. I said if you give him the glory, he'll bless you. He made us to glorify him. Yeah. I don't care that the angels are up there singing. There ain't nobody like a human being. The angels weren't made in his image and likeness. But we were made in his image and in his likeness. We were made to glorify God. The birds chirp, but we can glorify him. The trees sway, but we can glorify him. The animals make their noise, but we can glorify Somebody said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. This is why I'm saying what the Lord has given to me because there's power in the name of Jesus. We need to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not God, God, God. 
Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus bless me. The Lord Jesus heal me. The Lord Jesus save me. The Lord Jesus touch me. Use the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's saving in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. I dare you to use the name. I dare you to call on his name and see if something doesn't happen for you. Lift your hand and glorify the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your neighbor may not be paying attention to me. Maybe they'll listen to you. Get your neighbor by the hand. Say, neighbor, nothing is impossible with the Lord Jesus. How many of you believe that from Chicago? How many of you believe that from Chicago? I want you to talk to the saints from Connecticut and say, Saints, nothing is impossible through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! How many of those of you that came with us from Connecticut believe that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then I want you to talk to your brothers and sisters from Chicago and say nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible through Jesus Christ. Shia, 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can the Lord do it? I said, can he do it? Has he already done something for you? Somebody said he picked me up and he turned me around and he set my feet on solid ground. He changed my heart. He changed my life. He changed my outlook. He gave me joy when I was a miserable person. He gave me peace when I was a confused person. He gave me love when I was full of hate. Nothing can the Lord do it. He can fix your marriage. He can fix your house. He can straighten out your children. He can fix things on your job. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. All you have to do is say, Lord, I need a miracle. Put your hand together and praise the Lord. 